we're going to pray, but I just want to kind of laugh at something here on my notes. Is um, literally the top of the page says insert title here, because um, I actually haven't actually come up with a title, but um, we're going to come up with a title right now. But the title, if you're a note taker, yeah. Apple phone manual, whatever, Android, you guys are awesome taking notes. But if you're taking notes, let's call it, oh, get a new point of view. Yeah, you've got to get the rhyme. You've got to get the rhyme. Otherwise, it just doesn't roll off the tongue right. But um, get a new point of view. But before we get into the word, let's pray because I don't want this to be my word. I don't want this to be my agenda. I don't want this to be my will, but I want it to be God's. And so I'm going to pray because I just really want to pray that I'm not going to take it and make it the Zion show, but I'm actually going to make it God's will for this place and for you guys. So let's pray. God, I just want to thank you for the incredible God you are. I want to thank you that you're a powerful God and that you love every single person here on just such a personal level. And God, I pray that you would do something mighty in here, that you would, would see miracles here. But most importantly, God, I ask that if you want to move in a certain way, that you would speak to us and we would move in that way, God. God, that you would guide us over this service, over this word, God, and help us move that way. God, I pray that you would just stir us up, get us excited, get us passionate for your kingdom and what you're doing in this place, God. God, we're expectant for what you're going to do. And we pray that your kingdom come, your will will be done. Everyone said Amen. Awesome. So, what did I call it? Does anyone remember what I called it? <laughs> hey, nice. Awesome. I wish I came up with that title. Um, so, who was here last Sunday? Anyone here last Sunday? Who heard Pastor Jesse's kick off the message? Um, I wasn't actually here, so... <laughs> Just confessing again, I wasn't actually here, but I had the privilege of listening to the Inspire podcast, a little plug. Um, if you go to Spotify, type Inspire Church Albany, you can find our podcast, and you can listen as if you were here. Um, so I was in Rotorua, I was on holiday, I was enjoying my, myself, but I, could, I needed to listen to the Word, and I was like, man, how do I do this? All right, we have so much accessibility in Inspire Church, I can listen to the podcast. And so I listened to the podcast about Jesse, and he preached amazingly. Um, who remembers what he said? Everyone's like, don't pick me, please. Don't pick me. But um, a, he talked about us being a product demonstration. He talked about us being the very image of a life being transformed by God and kind of how we have to be radical mercy givers and radical forgivers. And um, that's a part of the action of being and a kingdom perspective. And um, I just thought that was incredible, and just because uh, Pastor Jesse, I'm going to say his classic line, what I love, um, what I love about his sermon is that he preached on how he stressed the example that we have to be to show others out there that we're a life transformed by God. And I always have the saying of, Sometimes you'll be the only Bible that people will read out there. And so it's so crucial that we remember that we're the example, we're the product demonstration. And so I kind of want to dive into that a little bit, um, but I'm talking about point of view. So I was just naturally just see kingdom perspective and all that. Perspective, that's amazing. Um, and so I want to talk about that. Um, 
And so I thought that was a powerful thought because we might be the only reference for someone who is not a Jesus follower um, to actually see what it is like to go to church, to follow Jesus. We might be the only reference at our workplace or at our school, at a uni or wherever we are, we might be the only reference of what it's like to follow Jesus. And so if we see someone, you know, grumbling about worship and they're like, oh, can't believe Zion just grumbled about that song. Like, that's my reference to, <laughs> to what Jesus, following Jesus is like. We want to be the person that shows up on a Monday morning excited, more passionate, and be like, man, it's so good to see you guys again. I'm excited for this week of work. We're going to kick butt. We're going to be productive. And, go, man, I love your shirt, man. Like, where can I buy that? Like, you just want to get into Monday Say so again, the fashion. Um, you want to get into Monday and just come in with a new sense of just passion for what God's doing in this place. But if you guys turn to 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, if you have U version or a manual Bible, so for the youth, that's a book. Um, so 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, it says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. This is Paul talking. He's saying that you need to follow me because I'm following Jesus Christ and I'm going to imitate him and be like him. And so our goal as a church is to be Christ-like. As our goal is to be Christ-like. And so we're going to kind of dive into that. But I think one of the most important things to being Christ-like is actually having a kingdom perspective. Is actually having a kingdom perspective. Because Jesus, the way he lived, is he always came into every situation, every day, with a kingdom perspective of the kingdom of God. And you'll read your Bible, and you'll see him all the time. He will refer to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is at hand. The, because of the kingdom of God, like he will always start or end with, this is about the kingdom of God. This is the message. This is the good news. And so I want to tell you a story, because obviously I went away to Rotorua last week. And um, so there's a story. Has anyone been to the Luge? Anyone been to the Luge? Cool, cool. All right. Awesome. So we went to the Luge, and... Um, so I was, like, excited. I was like, yes. Um, I've never been before. So my friend was like, it's like Mario Kart in real life. And I was like, sweet. Cool. That sounds awesome. Um, and so I was like, yeah, we're just going to be drifting. We're going to be, like, racing. It's going to be super fun. And then uh, we get up to the thing, and we kind of have to go up, you know, to the top. And I'm like, oh, is it too late to say it? I'm scared of heights. <laughs> um, and so we go up to the top in the kind of nice, safe um, what is the first thing called? Gondola? No, oh, yeah, gondola, I guess. Oh, yeah, the next one's a ski lift, that's right, yeah. So we went on the gondola, it was nice and safe, it was enclosed, I felt safe, I was okay with that. Plus I had Emma and Michelle and Isaac and my friend Scott to look after me, so I was fine then. And, um, but as we all, we finished the first race, and um, I totally came, for, no, I didn't, I came like last. Uh, I got stuck behind some people, I like to say that's my excuse, but yeah. Um, I got down, and we have to go on these ski lifts to get back up top. And so if you know what a ski lift is, it's kind of like a, a, one little pole going over <laughs> you. And you're on like this rackety seat. And you're going up a huge amount. And I remember the first time we went on with Emma, um, and so it was just me and Emma in the seat. And I was like, I guarantee you, because I'm scared of heights, one of these rides up is going to get stuck at one point. Because I heard everyone say, like, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of hold up. Someone is taking a while to get off, so they have to stop it. And I was like, yep, it's guaranteed going to happen to me. First time was fine. Didn't happen. I was like, oh, okay, maybe we're safe. Maybe we're safe. And the second time, we get up to, like, a decently high point, and it stops. And I'm like, oh, no. 
This is happening. This is happening to me. Oh, no. I said it would happen, Emma, didn't I? Like, I said it would happen. And I was, I would like to try and be brave in front of you guys, but I was, like, I was clenching onto that bar. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I felt like I could break that bar. Like, it was, and then, who knows, when you're scared of heights or you're scared of something, you kind of exaggerate things a little. Like, it seems a little bit worse than what it was. Like, we probably weren't even that high. And, uh, and I was like, we're on the sky tower. Like, I'm, this is nothing. This is just a little bar. This is, I could snap this. Like, I could fall straight out. Like, this is terrible. And, and so I'm looking everywhere. I'm like, oh, no, how long are we going to be stuck up here? This is going to be an hour. It's going to be two hours. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so afraid. And Emma's just like, look at me, just look at me, look at me. And I was like, sweet, that's a pretty sight to see. And I was like, I, d- I didn't say that. I'm not actually that smooth straight away. I thought of that like two days later. Um, <laughs> but um, she was just like, look at me in the eyes. And I was like, okay, okay. Because the thing is, was perspective. I was so scared of heights that my brain was like, because you're scared of heights, this is danger. Because you're scared of heights, this is, you could hurt yourself, you could be in trouble right now. And my perspective coming into it straight away, because I already set the expectation that we're going to get stuck, and it's going to be me, and I'm going to be in danger. That was my expectation and my perspective coming into it. And then all I ever had to do is quickly shift my perspective, shift my point of view to her, and be like, just focus on me. Don't focus on the height, focus on me. And... That was kind of like how we are with our perspectives and our point of views. Sometimes our our perspectives are formed by the way we were raised, the way we grew up, the the things we we learned, we taught, the experiences we have, the mistakes, the successes we've had, other people's opinions and influences, our environment around us form our perspectives. And so we come in to these daily situations like work or school or whatever we come across, and we come in with this perspective that we've raised from our environment and our, the way we're raised, and we expect an outcome because of our perspective. And so, like Emma did so gracefully, we need to have a point where we're like, okay, I know my perspective, I know my point of view, I know the way I'm wired, I know what I'm thinking, but I need to fix my eyes on Jesus. I need to shift and turn towards Jesus in this scenario. I need to turn towards what the kingdom of God could be in this situation. I need to not just rely on me, because that's why we need God, church. That's why we need God, because we can't do it by ourselves. We can't do it with our little, you know, our our flesh. We can't do the same thing that he did by spirit, by flesh. We need to be reliant on God every situation, and lean into the kingdom of God. And what does the kingdom say about this perspective? And so we need to start hitting that perspective. It says in Colossians 3, 2, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. And I love that, is that so often we face the same situations every day, but we come in with the same perspective, same point of view, and we expect things to change, or we expect, you know, amazing evangelism to happen. But the, the thing was why Pastor Don sees so many lives set free or, or Pastor Jesse is that they come in with a kingdom perspective. They start looking for, where's, where's God working right now? Where's God working in this room right now? What's he doing in this place? What does the kingdom picture look like in this place? 
And um, I'm going to do a little demonstration. Can I have like three people? I'm going to pick on three different people, completely different. Um, who's terrible with technology? I'm not going to just look at the old. <laughs> old. Old. I didn't finish my sentence. I don't know how I can turn that around, but yeah. But who's technic- technologically challenged? Uh, Shelly? Don't you take photos for she? All right, we'll get Gail up. Gail, you can be. Um, who's? Oh, wait, Michelle, you're a photographer. You can come up. Perfect. Um, and then I'll just pick any random person. Anyone want to volunteer? I just need a third person. Hey, there we go. That was the first hand up. Oh, Alex, you can come up cause, just because I like you. You can come up if you want. All right. So just stand there. All right. So you guys are photographers. I've paid you guys lots. Um, and basically, I'm preaching. I'm like, man, guys, I've been pre- I'm preaching this Sunday. I need you to take an awesome photo of me because I'm the most least photogenic person ever. So I need you to take a good photo of me. So I just want to ask you, if I'm preaching up here, how would you take the photo? The feet. The feet. Yeah. Wait, like you're going from here? Or like, are you... Sh- no, I just the feet. Right, well, pretend you've got your camp. <laughs> Pretend you've got your camera. How would you position it? <laughs> Pretend you've got your camera. All of you can go at once. Pretend you've got your camera. Don't look at the others. Just do what you think you would be look good. What would look good if you were going to take a photo? Yep, like that. Perfect. That's what I want. There's one perspective. Hey, there we go. There's a photographer. Alex, what would you do? Yeah, oh, okay. Ah, oh. all right, all right. And what would you do? Oh, we're getting there. Okay, okay. Hey, awesome. You guys can sit down. You guys can sit down. Perfect. I'm going to get to the point. But it's funny how you can get so many different people and everyone will come up to the same scenario but in a different perspective and they'll frame it differently. Um, and what I noticed over the trip, I'm not a photographer person, um, and then I see flipping Michelle and Isaac. Isaac's, I think Michelle has been teaching Isaac, but um, Isaac is fully like, there's a, say the f- subject's here, he's like, <laughs> like, and they're like at a cafe, they're taking pictures of the food, and they're like, like, wait, don't eat. But they're getting every perspective possible. <laughs> but what I love is that, oh my gosh, I'm catching on. I'm saying, well, I've caught it. I've caught it. What I love is that when you take one picture from here, like, for example, Gail's down here, and she was going to get, you know, my shoes, like my fly shoes. I was like, yep, that's a good idea. Michelle, I'm not sure. She may have had a good lens, but she was going to get, you know, like kind of an upper angle, making me look awesome. Um, she'd get my whole like shot in, but what I, what you notice with each angle is you start to include a little bit more in the photo. So like sometimes you want to include more of the landscape, so you get a different angle. You kind of move back a little bit, or if you've got an awesome camera, you can just stand still and do whatever you want. But <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm tired from running around. <laughs> but or well, sometimes you need that awesome like kind of drone shot, and you got like a bird's eye view, and you can see everything. But depending on the user and what you want to do with this picture, you shoot it at a different angle so you can include more in the picture so everyone else who sees this picture, they're like, I'm more involved in this picture. I'm, 
I can understand it more. I can see what you're trying to show me. And suddenly we start to see a new angle. And when we start to build kingdom perspective in our life, we start to see things in a different light. So when God introduces this whole new perspective to us, we come in with our normal point of view, and it might just be a regular old photo, but God's saying, hey, look at this whole picture. Look at this whole picture of what I'm painting. This is what I'm trying to capture. And your little capture is like this on what I'm seeing right now. The opportunities around you. Because God sees the bigger picture. God sees the bigger picture in every sort of scenario. And so we need to get to a point where we can start to see through God's lens. When we can start to see through God's eyes and what He does. Because the way we were raised changes our perspective. But once we start to lean into to God's perspective, we'll no longer be blinded by the point of view that we've come in with. We'll actually start to see, hey, God's done this before. I know He can do something like that again. Hey, God wants to do something here. What can I see that God's doing? Or the people here and around me, how can I invest in their life to build the kingdom? And so that's for someone here. I feel like there's someone who's been facing an unsurmountable event or something that's just, that feels overwhelming or too big. And I feel like there's someone here who's like, man, I've come here today and I feel like I can't conquer a challenge or conquer this thing in front of me. And I just want to say today is that God wants to give you a new, new lens. He wants to give you a fresh pair of eyes to see it at a different angle. That this unsurmountable thing in front of you is that God's going to just reframe that picture and be like, look at what I can do with this picture. And so that's a word for someone here. I believe that wholeheartedly that there's someone here who's facing something that they feel like they can't handle. But God says, you're not alone. Let me reframe that picture, and then we'll go from there. But it's not easy to see through God's eyes when you're in the moment. And anyone knows if you're in Auckland traffic, it is not easy to be a Jesus follower in Auckland traffic. Or when there's a disagreement at work, it's not easy to be a Jesus follower. Or when there's a disagreement with your lovely spouse or partner, It's not easy to be a Jesus follower sometimes. Sometimes you're like, ah, ah." that's just what I do. But sometimes it's not easy. And you're like, Zan, I don't, I understand what you're saying about a kingdom perspective. I understand that you're like, yep, my point of view is probably not going to cut it. I need to look at the bigger picture like God does. But it's hard in the moment to do that. So we're going to remember some keys of how we can build kingdom perspective in our lives. And so if you remember what I said about perspective, it's the way we were raised and taught, the experiences we've had, the mistakes, the successes, other people's opinions and influences, our environments. These are what forms our perspective. But this is also what forms our kingdom perspective. So number one, if you're writing notes, be passionate about learning about God. Be passionate about learning about God. And I just want to tell you, for someone here, don't be afraid to be excited or passionate at church. Like, no one's going to be like, ha, you're excited? Wow. Like, that's like going to a concert and judging someone for knowing all the lyrics. 
Like, that, that doesn't happen because you're there and you're excited for the same artist. But we're all here because we're excited about the God who is a God of miracles and that's going to do something in this place and it's going to change and transform lives in our community. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed to be excited and passionate to get up your seat and do a funky dance. Like, I guarantee no one on this front row, well, at least all the pastors and leaders, we're all terrible dancers. Yet we still try and crack it. We still try and have a crack at it. Get excited however you want to get excited. Just get excited. I would tell you to stand up on your seats, but I might get in trouble. Um, but just like our perspective is formed from the way we're raised and taught, we need to be passionate and hungry about learning about God. What can we learn about God? And it's funny because we have an opportunity every Sunday, every life group. Look, little plug again. If you don't have an eye group or life group, these are awesome small groups where you get gathered around awesome like-minded people and you come into a group every single week or whenever, every fortnight, every month, and you get around people who are just going to support you and encourage you and lift you up and start preaching kingdom perspective in your life. So I encourage you to get in an eye group or small group if you're not in that. Um, because we have these opportunities to learn more about God and get closer to Him every single week. We just got to seize those opportunities. Because that's the way Jesus lived. Because if we need to build this knowledge in our life, we need to know that our perspective doesn't, if our perspective doesn't line up with the Word or it doesn't line up with the kingdom of God, our perspective is probably wrong. It's a, it's a hard word to, to say, but if your perspective is not lining up with the Word of God, it's probably wrong. And so that's trying to align it and realign it and recenter it with the kingdom of God and with the kingdom perspective. And it says in Matthew 4 4, it says, This is when Jesus is in the desert, he's facing Satan, his rival and temptation. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We shouldn't just live on the on you know bread alone. We need to live on the Word of God. We need to be passionate about the Word of God, just like we're passionate about food, because I know all of you are passionate about food. I've seen you guys. <laughs> Anytime there's a lunch out there, we're like, yes, I'm turning up. <laughs> Let's be passionate about the Word of God to learn and grow closer to God, because it's not by bread alone. But number two, how to, perform, how to form a kingdom perspective is that we have to build some experience and it kind of sounds weird, but practice makes perfect. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. You are all going to make mistakes. <laughs> I've made mistakes. I'm preaching myself here. But if you can come to a point where you get through a situation, you say you stuff up, you make a mistake at work, and you're like, you come at the end of the day, and then you start reflecting, man, how could I have included God in that situation? How could I have involved the kingdom in that situation? What was God seeing in that picture? I want to encourage you, church, that even if you make a mistake or you stuff up in a scenario and you're like, man, I feel like I wasn't Christ-like then, if you can get to a point where you're reflecting on it and you're like, how could I be more Christ-like? We're already on the right path. We're already on the right path there because then we're learning from our experience. We've gained experience and our perspective is going to start changing and shifting towards kingdom perspective because we're reflecting and growing and learning from our mistakes. 
So don't be discouraged by making mistakes, because I make them all the time. But if we can come to a place where we reflect and grow from it, it's going to be an amazing thing, trust me. So the more you think like that, the more we reflect on it, it will become a habit, it will become a pattern, it will start to become our behavior, the way we are. Um, And so point number three is surround your environment with kingdom influences. Surround your environment with kingdom influences. It says in Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffer harm. Look around you. You know the quote of like, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Look who you're surrounding yourself with. Who are you walking with in your life? Again, life groups, plug. (laughs) Walk with people alongside you. We are better together. We are better together. Walk with the same people that you want to be like. Like honestly, one of the greatest things I've done in my whole journey of kind of youth leading and, and just my Christian walk in general is literally pine after people who are hungry for God, who are passionate for God, who constantly see miracles around them. I kind of like whatever I can, I'm going to get close to them so I can learn off them, I can grow off them, I can be influenced by them. Surround yourself with people like that. For example, Pastor Shane Willard, when he comes, get around him. Get ready for the word. Write notes. Get everything. Mind the gold out of him. Surround yourself with kingdom influences. Because your closest friends, your family, the people you surround yourself with 24-7 will change the way you live. Will change the way you live. So walk with the wise and become wise. But I want to notice, I want you guys to notice that all the keys, and I'm going to completely simplify this message, and as the band comes up, um, all these keys all relate to us coming closer to Jesus. So if you want to simplify this message, or maybe you just woke up from snoring, um, and you're like, I have no idea what Zion just preached on, the simple message is that all these keys are drawing us closer to Jesus is that the whole kingdom perspective is about us coming closer to Jesus. And the main point I want to stress is that the closer we get to Jesus, is the closer everyone else around us, our community, Auckland, New Zealand, is going to get to Jesus. The closer we get to Jesus, the closer everyone out there is going to get to Jesus. So we should be passionate, we should be hungry, we should start trying to form our kingdom perspective because we want to see out there change. And so we're going to have a little bit of ministry time because I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that God will change lives today. I believe that God is already working in your guys' hearts. I believe that God has got a plan and purpose for you guys and even for today of what we're going to accomplish today in the kingdom of God. And I want to just draw us to close with the Lord's Prayer. And it kind of frames up what is the kingdom of God. And as I prayed this morning, is that they say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so when we're talking about kingdom, kingdom perspective, it's talking about, man, what is your will for this place, God? What is your will for this place? How can we make earth as it is in heaven? 
How can we make it everywhere around us as it is in heaven? And the answer is we've got to get closer to Jesus. The answer is we've got to get closer to Jesus. And if everyone can turn, I'm going to just read an awesome story. Luke 7, 1 to 10. See who gets there first. You probably will because I've got the book. But we'll find out. Holler out if you get there. It's always you, Neve. <laughs> always you. You're too quick. But this is about a centurion. And so for you guys that don't know, the Jerusalem, they were like the chosen people, the Israelites. And so they were like coming to a place where they're like, there's this Messiah who's going to come. He's going to overthrow the Roman Empire, and we're going to be all good. And so their perspective, their point of view was that this Roman Empire, we're going to get defeated and crumbled under this new Messiah, this new king. He's going to come and rescue us, and he's going to take this empire down. But as we all know, things turned out a little bit differently. But what I love, keep saying that, what I love is that there's a centurion who's the rival of the Israelites. He's this rival of, you know, who Jesus is supposed to be. And so it says, when Jesus had finished saying all this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. I probably pronounced that wrong. At the time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal his slave. So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said. For he loves the Jewish people and even built a synagogue for us. So Jesus went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I'm not worthy of such an honor. I'm not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. What an incredible story. We have the rivals, the enemies of the Israelites, the chosen people of God. And Jesus is saying, hey, this is the greatest faith I've seen in all of Israel. This guy who was probably raised to think otherwise, to have a different perspective of the kingdom, has come and been like, you know what? I know Jesus. I know the character of Jesus. I know that he will heal my servant that he doesn't even need to come to my house to heal my servant, that he's a God of miracles. He doesn't have to set foot in my house to see my servant healed. I know who he is. And Jesus says, that faith is admirable. That faith is the greatest faith I've seen in Israel. And what I love is that no matter what perspective, what point of view he's had, is that he had a kingdom perspective in this situation. You know, his slave was sick and he was like, you know what? I want to see him healed. I know the man to bring. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And so I want to provide 
a little altar call, a little ministry time, because I want to pray for you guys. But one encouragement I want to say is that this is for all of us. Because as I said before, the key and simplicity of this message is that we all, on the weekly, on the daily, need to take a step closer to Jesus. All of us need to take a step closer to Jesus. And that should be our mentality every week, every day. No matter where we're at, we're all in the same place because we want to take a step closer to Jesus. No matter if you have been a Christian for a year or you've been a Christian your whole life, we're in the same place because we want to get closer to Jesus. And so this, this altar call, this, this ministry time is for all of us because we should all be excited and passionate to take that next step forward closer to Jesus. We shouldn't be like, oh, no, that's not for me. Because we all need, we're not there yet. None of us are there yet. There's no destination. There's no arrival point. We just want to keep getting closer to Jesus. We just want to keep getting closer to Jesus. And that's what we're all here for. We shouldn't just come for a good word and a poem and, and just walk out and be feeling good. It's about the kingdom. None of this is just about us. It's about the kingdom. And as I said before, the closer we are to Jesus, the closer people out there are going to be to Jesus. So we owe it to them to actually come closer to Jesus. We owe it to them to actually take that step of faith and be like, you know what? I'm not feeling 100% today. I'm feeling a bit grumpy about the worship. Oh, I, I, I don't know how I'm feeling today, but I'm going to take a step forward because I'm believing for my family to be saved. I'm believing for my friend to be saved. I'm believing for my whole workplace to be saved. I want to see lives transformed, so I'm taking a step closer to Jesus. And so, maybe you're here today, and, and if I could just ask you to stand, and I'm going to slowly, slowly call you guys up. But maybe you're here today, and you're, you've been a Christian your whole life. You've grown up in a an amazing church family who've gone to church every Sunday. And maybe you're like, man, I, I've read the Bible back to front three or four times. I just want to ask you to come up to the altar and take that step of faith because even at that stage, we can get a little closer to Jesus. So maybe that's you. I want to ask you to come up now as I call other people up as well. But if you've been in church your whole life or you feel like you've read the Bible back to front, you know everything, but you're hungry to get closer to Jesus, I want you guys to come up. And maybe you've only known Jesus for a short time. Maybe you've only known Him for a couple years or maybe you still don't know much about Him. But you're like, man, this has got me excited. I want to see that bigger picture. I want to see through God's lens. I want to invite you up because I want to say today is that God wants you closer to Him. The Bible says when we draw closer to Him, He draws close to us. This isn't a one-sided affair. If you feel like, you know, I've only been on this journey for a short time, I want to invite you up so you can come closer to Jesus. And lastly, with all eyes closed and heads bowed, I feel like I, I love this message. I feel like my heart's pounding. I feel like Jesus is calling to me. And you're like, I don't know who this Jesus guy is. I don't know 
who this God you're talking about, who this, this powerful God you've been singing about. Maybe you're here today and you're feeling like, man, this might be my opportunity. I want to encourage you to just slop up your hand and let me know if that's you and you want to invite Jesus into your life, slop up your hand and I'd love to pray for you. And if you feel comfortable, I'd love for you to come up to the front because we're going to press in and the band's going to sing shortly. And we're just going to worship Him and we're going to pray together and believe that we're all going to leave here in a different way. We're going to all leave here in a different perspective. So if that's you today, I just want to invite you forward. If that was one of you, or if you're just here today and you're like, man, I want to be closer to Jesus. I want to take a step closer for my family. I want to take a step closer for my friends, my workplace, my uni, my school, even my church, my life group around me. I want to take a step closer to Jesus today. I want to invite you to take that step of faith so you can become closer to Him. Because when we become closer to Him, we begin to know Him more. We begin to know His character. We begin to see through His eyes more. We start to see the picture that God is painting. Because when you know someone so personally, you begin to know what they're like. You begin to know the way they think and see. And so that's my prayer for you guys today, is that you would have a passion to get closer to God so you know the way He thinks, the way He sees, the way He hears. You know His will. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.